back to another episode of Cinema Wheeler Tate. It's Sean, Tony, and Scott, as usual. Hello. Hello. And we have a first-time guest this week. Yes. Uh, a friend of ours for a very long time. Um, the one and only storyteller. Extraordinaire. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Meg Horn. Hi, guys. Hello. So Meg's here to join us to discuss, uh, let's see, a personal favorite of hers and Scott's. Uh, you know, it's one of Scott's favorites. It's from 1996. Which was a great year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a small little art film called, <laughs> called Twister. Yes. You know. The dark side of nature. It is. It is. It's Mother Nature. That should have been the tagline. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was in, it was in the running for one of the taglines. The other one was, it sucks. <laughs> that, that was true. They did not choose that one out of fear that it would be overused. Uh, yeah, mine would have been, it'll blow you away. <laughs> oh, that's even better. Yeah, 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 especially with special effects. Yeah, why are we not in marketing? You know, in the, yep. the yeah. or Twister, not the game. <laughs> <laughs> Twister, keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> Twister, synonym for a tornado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they make sure that you know exactly what they're referring. Twister. Nobody really calls them twisters anymore. No, no. I mean, no. most people call them tornadoes. They don't yeah. call them twister in the movie. No, but no, think, no. but think how strange it would be just to have a have a movie tornado. called Tornado. Right. Oh, I'd be the, there. You know, the, the sequel is Earthquake, and then after that, it's Sunny Day. <laughs> they did have a movie Hurricane. called Tornado, but it was it was a straight the it was a straight to VHS. It was a TV movie. Oh, uh, that one had Bill Pullman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They can't have them both in the same. No, 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 that no. Would, that it, would cross the streams. You can't cross the streams exactly. Uh, they could call it NATO's, you know, <laughs> they're, you know, like Gremlins or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna let Scott start off for when he first discovered this because mine's not that remarkable story to be honest with you with the movie itself. But uh, how did you first come across Twister, Scott? And uh, probably saw the trailer the year before, '95, <laughs> whatever. Uh, uh, whatever movie came out, uh, I was getting into tornadoes, so I was excited about it. <laughs> yeah, getting I, into tornadoes. I was literally in tornado phase. Oh, yeah, I was stored on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, Scott Wheeler, Storm Chaser. Yeah, no, I was scared to death of them, but I liked reading about them. Um, but yeah, I went to see it in the theater. I think my mom took me. I don't. I don't think you were there. I don't think you went. No, the, I probably wasn't the there. You were in college, right? I was probably working at that time. I think I was. I was working at yeah. Burger King. Oh. In between my high Talk school. Talk about and, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I was there. Well, you were at 19, 96? Uh, yeah, I would have been like 18, 19 years old that summer. So, because I, freshman uh, college. Yeah, I just graduated from high school the, that May, and I was heading to Kent in August, so. Mm-hmm. And he, he would have looked at Kid Rock about this time. Uh, no, I, I actually no? had short hair at that point. Oh, okay. Burger King would not allow it. Well, they would, actually. <laughs> no, I, Burger King would not allow is not a common no, no, starter sentence. Have it your way. Have it your way, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can do whatever I want. This summer, coming hamburgers. Uh, I, I worked with Broil- Broiler, and I think we actually had the competitors, uh, like, uh, tie-in. I think it was Independence Day during the tie-in. Uh, oh, yeah. Because that was the other classic 1996 Yeah, that's film. a big disaster yeah. summer. Yeah. Exactly. I was excited for that as well. So, oh, it was yeah. a good year, guys. Jeff Goldblum yeah. was in that one. Yeah, Jeff yes, Goldblum. But I was... Uh, and Bill Pullman was in that one. <laughs> well, no, yeah. it was a great summer for Bills. It was yeah. a great <laughs> summer for Bills. It was. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, I saw that theater. I, I, love, I remember really liking it. I actually bought the music... The, the movie score, the soundtrack. So like, the soundtrack. No, the score. They have a soundtrack to it, which has a lot of mid '90s songs on it, and uh, Van Halen minus Sammy Hagar and 
for human beings. Um, All right. <laughs> Actually, the music, video, the music video is on that DVD. Yeah, yeah, the music video is on the DVD for on the human Blu-ray, beings. If anybody wants to see the music video. Oh. And Van Halen does actually plays during the score of the movie. All right. Oddly enough, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, lo- I loved it. I loved the- <laughs> I listened to the score and would just replay the movie in my mind. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's <laughs> Go through the part. But it didn't have my favorite musical part of the movie in the score, which was when they come from Rikita, mm. when they play the music, when they drive, when they say... Okay, you're literally describing every scene in <laughs> yeah. Twister. Yeah, the one where they come from Wakita yeah. and they're driving, and yeah. then you made a hand gesture that was a tornado. Yeah. You did, that was the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, literally okay, every... the part with or without the bridge? Yes, in this movie are spectacular. Yes. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that was my story. Everybody go search for Scott's favorite part right now. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. no, there is, when we, we'll get talking about it, but there, okay. was, like, there was a part I like, I really like. Tony, do you have a, uh, uh specific... You know, for some reason, and it's not just because of the drive through part in this movie, but I feel like I might have seen this at a drive through Oh. I could be wrong, but... Like a drive through at Burger King or no, a drive-in? No, no. I'm sorry, a drive-in. Okay. <laughs> you shot at my Burger King. Yeah, I was like, how long because are the lines of Burger King? Fun fact, Scott and, I, yeah. Sean and I actually met in 1996. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tremendous oh, foreshadowing as to this. Yeah. Yes. He was working at a, at a drive-through in Niles, Ohio, and I was actually yeah. driving through yes. Niles, Ohio on my way to uh, Pennsylvania, and he showed me a glimpse of, of Twister, Come in through the drive-thru as he made my, my junior Sean was, You were making your own uh, marketing tie-in with Burger King because we picked the wrong movie, Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, especially in this city, especially in this city, you picked the wrong disaster to tie into. Yeah. But you stood by your beliefs from day one, and I, I respect I did. that. I did. I, I res- did. You're I much did. more natural disaster right. over alien I, disaster. I was an artiste. It's like, you don't an just artist. tie in here, Burger King. Correct. You know, it's not just Correct. about money. There's an art to this tie-in. Did he make his own toys to put in the Are they all Twister toys? Here's my Philip Seymour Hoffman doll selling Yeah, To give them a sense of debris, you would just shake up their bag of food and just yeah. throw it in the car window. It was yeah. it was very it was a method actor. It was. It was the worst junior opera I've ever had. Yes. But in it, fact, I've never been back. <laughs> but the drive-in, well, that would have been very surreal because there's a drive-in yes. in the movie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. feel like yeah. I did see it at a drive-in. Yeah. Um, and, and for some reason, like, it was a double feature. You know, Twister was, like, the oh. last one, and there was something playing on before it. Um, that's a great drive-in movie. That, that's it really that is. Was made yeah. for Agreed. Yeah. Along with The Shining, which is in the which drive-in. Yeah. Yeah. In the drive-in. Oh, which are, would be two great. Here's Johnny Tornado Blows Through This So, so good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, like, most everybody else in... Okay, so in 1996, I was 10 going on 11, so I feel like I was probably a good age for this movie in terms of being, you know, enamored by the special effects and kind of being a little bit scared. I'd never experienced a tornado in real life, so that was sort of a foreign concept for me, just to kind of get a glimpse into what, what that looks like for people. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was it was a fun movie. You know, it's, it's probably, I didn't buy the soundtrack. And I or the score. I didn't buy the you score. Could, I could see you buying the soundtrack. Though. I would have bought the soundtrack or for Lisa sure. Lobe there was some good Lisa Lobe, exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's a good song. It's yes. called Why. And the Goo Goo Dolls. Um, oh, but best. yeah, I would have purchased the soundtrack, not so much the score. But um, yeah, you know, I think that this was was a fun movie, and it, for me, it was kind of I feel like the first time I'd really ever 
seeing Bill Paxton, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Probably. Like, I think that was about my first and then, yeah. and then a year later, he was in Titanic. Yeah, he had a big run in the, in the 90s. Like, he was in a True Lies. Yeah, like, A small role in True Lies. And then I remember seeing him where he was billed as a star. It was Apollo 13. <laughs> billed. So like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> billed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no pun intended there. So. But yeah, I thought it was it was a really interesting movie. You know, there were elements of, of it definitely was like a kind of sit at the edge of your seat, you know, at certain times because you're, I mean, what a way to start off the movie with the dad just getting sucked up. That really kind of sets a precedence. Like, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to see a lot of people die mm-hmm. in the tornado and that's, that's not just, cool. That just really spoke to you. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch that. She's like, I'm ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where I came in. Like, I mean, my, my major experience with tornadoes was Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. And that ended well. Yeah. So I didn't really know what to expect, but I thought it was a good movie. That's a damn fine tornado in Wizard of Oz. It really so was. I think that's Especially for 1979. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this was definitely a little bit more realistic take on tornadoes. Um, but not realistic at all. <laughs> actually, I would say Wizard We'll get of Oz, to that. <laughs> more realism in the Wizard of Oz, actually, in some ways. Um... um uh, if I may, yes. I, I would like to take a quick second just to make sure we're all on the same page here. Yeah. Twister is, hands down, the greatest movie of all time <laughs> uh, that I've seen, which yeah. limits it to Twister and Speed, so I'm torn. Sean would uh, agree with you, because his favorite movie of all time is in this movie. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, see, that's the thing. Yeah, the Shining is... Uh, wait a minute. There's also, there's also hints to Wizard of Oz with Dorothy. Yeah, and, and there is. Exactly. And Psycho's on the bill as a double feature of The Shining. on the. the Correct. Movie. And the reason is, is because those were under the same... Um, Movie cinema. They were both uh, Warner Brothers and Universal. Warner Brothers, yep. Joined together, and so they picked their most famous horror film, both of them, The Shining. Well, The Exorcist would also could be there for Warner Brothers, but they Correct. decided to go with The Shining. Guess who produced this movie? Who? Steven Spielberg and yeah. The Shining and, and, and Psycho. Any, anytime he gets Warner Brothers, Steven Spielberg puts The Shining in his movie. <laughs> he does. <laughs> which is which is not a bad thing. I mean, no. that's a, that's a good little stamp to have. There, there's a great story, and I can't say it because we had a Shining p- podcast already, yeah. but there is a great story. Spielberg said he was not did not love The Shining initially until he watched it like a few more times and became one of his favorite films. And that, it takes, because so. it takes, you, you kind of have to work your way into it mm-hmm. with something like The Shining where I feel like Twister, you're immediately thrown into the emotional <laughs> side of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was with you. I was yeah. about like 10, 11 years yeah. old. I was right at that time where, you know, too young to start boozing. So what yeah. do you do for fun? And so it was sleepover time. This was like yeah. 10, 11 years old. was like classic sleepover time. Yeah, especially in the um, 90s. Yeah. Blockbuster like. was peaking mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so you would go Little and it Caesars. was... Yes. Oh, yeah. You'd pick that up. Yep. You'd mm-hmm. get your two liter of pop. Yes. You'd mm-hmm. promise your mom That's you wouldn't it. spill it on the carpet. <laughs> yes, and you'd, you would. And, then you would, and you would, just all over the place. <laughs> and then you just drag the rug over it. Mm-hmm. And then your mom would get, where I'm in the, weed, in the weeds. And so then you'd sit down and you'd watch it. And that was ours. Was it, we would go weekend after weekend and it would be Twister or Speed, Twister and Speed. And, and Twister was the one I feel that really like pulls you in the most because you get yes. the special effects, yes. you get the emotional story. Now, I did not have money to buy the score, nor <laughs> nor did I even have the intellectual wherewithal to know what the hell a score was. <laughs> but what I did have was a really slow v, like v, um, VCR. Yeah. And what we would do is we would watch it, and then we would watch it rewind. 
and tried to like repiece the movie together backwards, and then we would rewatch it again. My friend Mia and I—that's what like, we would do. You know, Pink Floyd. While you <laughs> we should have. That would have been a good plan. No, no, no. We would. We would try to remember like which lines went where, and then we'd like try to say them backwards. This again, it's this is what you do when you're ten years old, and yeah. it's all you can come up with. But it, it that's uh, Twister just never got old. Yeah. What I love though is you became a cinephile without even realizing it because the only two movies you're watching are Twister and Speed, and they're by the same director, <laughs> Jan DeBont. Yep, yep. And I always wondered if there was like some, like maybe in my blockbuster there was like a Jan DeBont, like. <laughs> You know, maybe he was secretly played under the table or he was an enthusiast like that. Like that episode um, of Seinfeld where Elaine starts to take the recommendations from someone but finds out that he's like a 13-year-old boy. Like maybe I was taking recommendations subtly um, and I got stuck in a Jan DuPont cycle (laughs) and couldn't get out. It's almost like you were destined to meet him eventually. I think so. I think so. Though apparently um, he was very difficult to work with. He apparently pushed one of the cameramen into a uh, muddy creek when he got in the way of a difficult shot and then called him incompetent. (laughs) And honestly, from the way the movie turned out, clearly Jan DuPont's the competent one. So you know what? I think it's on the camera guy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just looking at it, it's a masterpiece. Yes. Clearly, you can't blame anybody else. Like, dirty cameraman, beautiful shot. (laughs) Not too too difficult of a decision. Well done, Jan DuPont. Well done. So my uh, Twister story is kind of run of the mill. I went to see it at the theater, like yeah. probably on a day off from Burger King, and that was pretty <laughs> they gave much. They time my, off. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I remember <laughs> seeing it advertised, you know. But even but what's far more interesting is my introduction to a tornado. Oh, yes. not really my intro, but the, we actually Scott and I lived through an F5 tornado in our hometown of Niles, Ohio. It was May 31st, 1985. Everybody in Niles I remembers this day. I was not born yet. No, no, the tornado is older than me. It makes me feel very old right now talking about it. I was eight, probably seven or eight at the time. Scott, you were like, what, three or four? Five. Five, five. No, four. Four going on five. You were F4. I was F4. And you were F6. I was an F6. I passed the the scale. Um, So Scott and I were in our room. It was a typical Friday night. I think it was my last day of school. I think it was for first grade, actually, that day. And I had taken Safety Town. Do you guys remember Safety Town? Oh, that was like the greatest time of any school experience with Safety Town. Yeah, yeah. You know, they teach you safety tips like tornado becomes near you. That was an abstract thing for a kid. It's like this big... Yes. And let's be honest, we were all at Safety Town for the Power Wheels. Oh, that's, that's, really, that's, that's why we were at Safety yeah, Town. Like, Tornado be damned. I will drive. <laughs> I will do anything you want for me. I will stop, drop, and roll till noon. Oh, Just let was, me in that Power Wheels. Power Wheels was, yeah. That, that was, was the whole point. That's yeah. exactly why you went there, is for that, for that experience. Correct. So, uh, Scott and I are in our, our room, and I happen to look out the window. And I see this big funnel cloud. I didn't, you know, like you with movie scores, I didn't comprehend exactly what I was seeing yes. that, that yes. way. But it was this massive funnel cloud. I'm like, that's the thing from Safety Town. They told us about that tornado thing. <laughs> Which you don't. You are, you are yeah, the success story of Safety I Town. I know, I am. But I remember. You, that's the thing from Safety Town. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's just what I say when I see cars now. <laughs> right, yeah. That's, that's the thing from Safety Town, where they, where they went. And I'm like, I think that's... A, and, and I was not processing it, because as a kid, you're not expecting to see something like that out your window. Right. And so, like, two seconds later, my mom goes, Sean, Scott, get down to the basement right now. And so we went down. Um, I'll let you re- recollect your memory of this. But we went down to the basement, 
with our dog Rascal, who was a lopso lopso, was our first dog. Oh, a tiny Rascal, dog. yeah. Uh-huh. He went down immediately. He oh, was yeah. first. He knew what's up. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah. an F five outside. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. he was, he was down. Yeah. yeah immediately. And so uh, we went down to the basement. We're all panicking because we don't know what the hell's going on. Was, right. was your dad home? No, he was in Cincinnati at the mm-hmm. time. So he was driving back from Cincinnati, and they had the roads blocked off. At yeah. The time. He couldn't get back in, yeah. It was a big storm. It was like one of the biggest F5 storms in that recent memory. I don't know. Yeah. Know it sucked, uh, sucked the uh, asphalt out. Yes. From your yeah. hat, from your roof? No, from the, from, from the road. Just from oh, the road. Do, oh, I don't know. It decapitated a guy because he was wearing a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Sucked yeah. the upper half of his body. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember all of this. Yes. yes. What? Yeah, he was seatbelt on, so it sucked the upper half out of the, out yep. of the car. And um, yeah. the destroyed a roller rink. Thankfully, nobody was there. It was right before it opened. It destroyed. You know, you've been to Niles. Remember yes. the, uh, you guys there was a plaza in Niles where the mm-hmm. Giant Eagle used to be. And there was a section of the roller rink. I think there was next oh, to that like, bar, it was, right? It was further up the street. It was there. further up the street. And the tornado just ransacked through this roller rink, destroyed it completely. It went through a graveyard, so they had all these graves. That's some interesting debris. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What else was like a convenience store? We got corpses. (laughs) (laughs) Another skull. (laughs) (laughs) Bring out your dead. (laughs) I'm not dead yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm not dead yet. Thank God, Tornado. It tore your head off. Wow. So, my dad finally got home and he was like what the hell happened because it looks like a disaster and we were fine he's panicking because he doesn't know what's going on right Scott. and our grandmother lived like oh this is a great story my grandmother lived two doors down so my mom went in to check in with her and it was my dad's grandmother uh Kay. or dad's mom yeah mother <laughs> <laughs> my, i feel she's so grandmotherly <laughs> he was even a grandmother so we go and she goes Kay, Kay, are you okay and, and she goes no the damn cable's out again <laughs> No, no idea it happened. Yeah, it is like there's a tornado, and then she's telling everybody, "Oh, I went through a tornado." Like it became, she knew about the tornado after yes. after yes. hearing it. So um, that's such a great thing. I'm, I'm with do. Kay. I slept through a tornado a few years later that happened, oh. and I was in my friend's basement down in Cincinnati, and oh. her house was so large because her family was so rich that it was so deep down in the basement that it wow. passed over us, and the family was down there watching TV, and we didn't even know. Wow. But I was also in, a few years after that, I learned the term microburst, which is when the funnel cloud does not form, and that went down our street a few years after that one, because apparently that F5 like set off a bunch of storm systems for years afterwards, and um, we saw a tree go like horizontal across our picture window, and we couldn't find the dog, because he went downstairs. Oh, man. Dogs just get it, man. They're they're ancestors of Toto. They know what happens. (laughs) That's what makes the first scene so ridiculous. Yeah. The yeah. dog just sits on the bed. Yep. The dog <laughs> sits on the bed. Just like... <laughs> Followed shortly by after the mo- other most ridiculous scene where the dad... Can we go to this part yeah. now? So so they, they, you know, the F5 is hitting. Yeah. They have no mm-hmm. warning time. Right. We're already sucked into that. Pun intended. Yeah. And so they get down. They get outside. They get into the shelter. The bunker. Tornado shelter. Yeah. Whatever. And they, they lock the door, and then the, the, the door starts to rattle, because the tornado's going over the door. And then the dad goes to hold the door down, right? Right. Like, I can't hold it! Yeah. yeah. Why didn't he let go? Yeah. Because they were in the back, and they were in the back. That's what I was going to say. 
gonna say, if they didn't they got get sucked, sucked out. out. How did the little girl and the mom not get sucked out? Yeah, they would get sucked out immediately. Yeah. So I understand there's like that that paternal or maternal as well. Yeah. But like that parental need to kind of like protect your children. So maybe maybe he just they hadn't used it before. Yeah, I was wondering like why he just didn't go down with them, but he was like, I can't. Hold, I think it was like I have to hold down the door so it doesn't you know open yeah. up and have all this debris well, flying. You have to blame Steven Spielberg because it was his idea to have the dad die. He watched was the, it? He watched the cut of the movie and he said, "You gotta have the dad die to give." You gotta have the motive. The yeah, motive. Yeah. Helen Hunt's motive to then yeah. not be able to so, give up. And that was a practical effect. Did you know that? No. He was tied to that yeah, door and they shot the door out. That's why if you notice he like sticks to the door basically wow. in flight. Which I guess Where'd he go? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they all going? He landed down. in a Burger King three miles down the road. <laughs> he went, he, he went, he went to go get his commemorative and then his day. Oh I'm going to the Independence Day set now. I'm going to be blown up by an alien. Exactly, know, exactly. DC. Well, then, because yeah, with, um, but honestly, without that thread, yeah. there would be yeah. no because it's it's not only why Helen Hunt keeps chasing tornadoes, yeah. but it's why her and you know Bill Paxton. That's why their marriage is estranged. Mm-hmm. It's strange. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's why she's so defensive of. This is my second question for you guys. So she's in the bunker, shelter, whatever, with As her mom kid, yeah. and dad. Right, mm-hmm. which who Dad? doesn't look like it would be her mom, but that's another point. <laughs> so there's, yeah. right, so, no, but that goes with it. So then, Dad, right, rockets out the door. <laughs> then later, it's Aunt Meg. Yeah. Yeah. So where the hell's mom? Or was that always Aunt Meg? So yeah. why was that dead? Why are dad and aunt shacking up? I have so many questions. Yeah, there's a lot of... I, I would have the mom get sucked out, too, just to make it more clear. Right. She was orphaned. <laughs> Maybe they tried to tie her to the door, too, and it didn't work. I don't know. They did one death too little on that Yes. One. Well, then she's Batman. That's the problem with that scenario. Is well, then, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah and you know what? It's interesting, because they never revisit the mom again, ever. We don't know if she's dead at this point in no. Helen Hunt's life. We don't and know I get it, like, or the dog. Or, like, we don't know what happened to the dog either. I'm going to say the dog probably lived a decent life in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, because, yeah. like, I mean, those little dogs lived maybe 15 he years. He should, because his dad, dad sacrificed everything for that they dog. He did, he did. Yeah. And I get, like, Aunt Meg, like, that just has, like, yeah. a genuine, like, that yeah. has, like, a love. Yeah, like, you, you, like you immediately, yeah. like, it doesn't matter if, like, Aunt Meg is, you know, um, like the serial killer in the show, oh, yeah. you're still like, oh, it's Aunt Meg. Yes. Like this just yeah. got like a sweet, kind word yes. to it. So yeah, maybe that was like a later decision. Yeah, why didn't they just make that character like the mom? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't make because mom Meg sounds. But awful. Aunt, I think Aunt just feels. It like could she just, be. She's like. She just lets people. She in takes her everybody yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. It could be to make Helen Hunt's character seem even more isolated and That's more true. of like an orphan and more of this. The only thing she has going in her, in her life is the chasing of the storm, you know. And then, mm-hmm. you know, she loved Bill, you know, Paxton, but ruined that. So, because of her obsessiveness, and so it so kind of makes her seem a little bit more isolated. So we're blaming her for that relationship. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it's probably her. Yeah. Maybe they were leaving room open uh, because Bill Paxton is on record saying that he thinks that it was like the Twister light version of how they could like he thinks that the movie could have been more intense yeah, yeah and he think that they so maybe there's like room for a sequel where it gets more intense and we get the backstory of what happened on where happened. mama went yeah after uh, the door fell off <laughs> the door got blown out yeah, yeah mama might they went downhill yeah. for 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 joe well, real fast joe, there. that's her name joe yeah so i do understand that they needed a thread in the backstory 
because storm chasing alone, it's, it's hard to make a film, a script out of that because it gets repetitive because you're mm-hmm. just watching people chasing tornadoes over and over again. Uh, yeah, you're right. That was a big thing in the 90s. That became a thing, storm chase- chasers. I remember they had all these documentaries on oh, storm yeah. chasers doing like on cable. Yep. You know, you would have all those shows. Oh, I was like you, Scott. I was all about it. I didn't want to be yeah. here then. Yeah. But I had the books on tornadoes. I watched the Weather Channel before it just became advertisements. <laughs> Um, right after the tornado hit our town, I was obsessed with weather, you know, and the tornadoes. And I was always scared whenever a thunderstorm would hit our town for like a year. I was terrified thinking yeah. that another tornado was going to hit. You know, they, it they was scary. A, yeah, they do a good job. I mean, my big pet peeve is that they the, the, the rating of the tornado comes after the tornado is hit. So they assess the damage and they grade it. But in this movie, they just go out and say, there's an F4 coming. There's oh, an F3. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. it is. The rating is based on the damage. Yeah. <laughs> and I always, my favorite part is the beginning of the movie where they're sitting there after he meets her and, he, and she keeps her divorce papers in the glove compartment. Mm-hmm. Which I don't... <laughs> As you do. As you do. She I, I keep an emergency day. Snickers yeah. bar, and that's pretty much all that goes in my glove yeah. compartment. She moves a ring from one... Yeah, it was like what? a class ring. Because like she's covering up the wedding ring so you can't oh. see it. Oh. She's covering up she her ring. She still wears it. Yeah, so because she still wears it and she doesn't want him to see it, so instead of taking it off, because she doesn't want to, she just covers it up with a different Got ring. Got it. Oh, that's what she would do. I never... It's not mm-hmm. clear to me what that was. But, yeah. Got it. But I always like that part when... They get the call because it's always Dusty that says we got something. Got you know? Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and she they play that guitar note hits and she's like looking at Bill Paxton. It's... <laughs> and then they go and yep. uh, and then they're like they're off to the races and then uh, then they stop at a gas station. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and I will say to though, get coffee or what is it? Because yeah, they blew out a tire because yeah, Jonas right. came. Jonas came up yeah. the road. Though I will say that's one of my favorites. So. I feel like that initial part of a movie, the exposition, is either just horribly done or well done. Like, one of my other favorite movies is um, Trolls 2, where the exposition (laughs) is the most explicit thing I've ever heard in my life. When the mom sits down and she goes, like, your grandfather, my father, is visiting (laughs) us later today. Like, if you have to be that explicit about your exposition, you're doing it very wrong. Whereas what they did in Twister is first they start out with one of my favorite lines ever, which is when Bill Paxton leaves his new fiance yeah. Melissa with Dusty. Yeah. And he 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 doesn't really know what to say and he goes, "Dusty, why don't you just tell Melissa why you are the way you are?" <laughs> yeah. And then we cut to these just random lines that he says, another one including the suck zone. Oh god. But then but then they all get into their cars and they go one by one down the cars and they use the music they listen to to tell you about these characters yeah. and yeah. you have such an understanding of this mm-hmm. like really diverse group that all yeah. plays a role they all are like unique and goofy you gotta be a weirdo to be a oh, storm totally. chaser yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you see the Jonas and it's perfect because they all have their perfect black SUVs yeah, yeah. no music playing yeah. I, I like what he Jonas says. looks like he came straight out of Jurassic Park yeah yep. he is yep. he's serious about it yeah, he has the, the worst southern accent in the history of mankind he sounds like yep. Foghorn Leghorn but that's because it's Carrie Alice that's fine right, that's fine I laugh it's because yeah. it's like a British guy's interpretation of a southern <laughs> gentleman yes <Yeah>. yes <laughs> I'll say, I declare that you guys yeah. cannot be uh, chasing my uh, tornado. Which maybe explains why he says one of my other favorite lines, which is when Bill Paxton realizes that they have copied his tornado <laughs> data collection, and and he is the the Dorothy, and he runs over and he you know goes after him, goes to push him down, 
and Jonas goes, what's your malfunction? <laughs> and I, like, that's just amazing. Like, I, I can only imagine that, like, Jan DuPont was back there going, I did not write that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He came up with that on his own. Yeah, yeah. That was from Full Metal Jacket, everybody. <laughs> Your what's your malfunction I think um, I said that for like five years afterwards in every argument with my mom and she was just like stop saying that it's not a thing well you mentioned with that, that line where he says that Dusty and I like Dusty's response with Philip Seymour Hoffman which I'm sure he just took liberties with this character all the time oh, yeah. he said he points and, well, just tell him the way you are and he does this thing like <laughs> he does this weird like like a hand dance and can I just say by virtue of that they make it very clear that they want the audience to think Dusty's the weirdest one right yeah, yeah. okay so Bill Paxton who's already a complete jerk to his fiance yeah. sticks her with the weirdest one of all <laughs> yeah and, and can we just like talk about that because that is like okay so when I first watched this movie as a kid I was, you know, Team Joe, you know, because you instantly sympathize Always with her. Always Team Dad Joe. Dad blew, yeah. blows out the window. You know, you were really sad. But, like, watching this again as an adult, like, I I really sympathize with Melissa. Oh, me too. I yeah. feel so horrible for her. I think she's probably one of the most admirable characters in terms of how she handles the whole situation. Um, she has the Bill Pullman Sleepless in Seattle response, like, which is when Meg Ryan breaks up with Bill Pullman Sleepless in Seattle. Go ahead. He's a great guy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's I know my way home. I'm going to put myself out of the picture. She does the exact same thing with yep. Bill Paxton. Again, Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton, I can't I'm telling you, I, I'm personally convinced they're the same person, never been in the same movie. That's my theory. Leaving it there. But yeah. I, I will say, though, I think that it's the juxtaposition between Joe and Melissa is that pre like Joe's the kind of woman that if they were in that situation, it was reversed. And he was, and Bill was like, okay, just, Joe, I gotta go do something. Go hang out with this weirdo. Joe would be like, all right. Yeah. Like, clearly he's meant to be with a woman that kind of has that sort of Joe-ness Well, about Well, her. regardless of who he's meant to be with or not, I think just the way he treated her was complete shit. Oh, like, yeah. He was so, like, just rude to her. Like, and, yeah. and, and first of all, even, like, I don't know, it just, like, watching it again, I really sympathize you know, with Melissa, just even, and then he like even acts like she's overreacting when when there's a freaking giant tornado blowing through the drive-through and she's screaming and he's like, "It's all right." Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, excuse her, she has never been in the middle right. of a tornado, oh. and she just ruined her beautiful white suit. So I would be screaming too. Agreed. Right. But now, can I even walk it back one more step? Why did he bring her? Like that, why? Like clearly, yeah. this was not a situation where she needed yeah. to, well, be to be there. Well, to be fair, yeah, you should bring. It's probably not the best to bring your your current. If you, had a, if you had a terrible breakup yeah. with someone, yeah. to bring your current person to go get correct the papers. Right. As yeah. you know, that they're all getting together because there's going to be a bunch of tornadoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. like you know, that's why they're getting yeah. together. Right. So he drove her into the suck zone, yeah. walked away, left her with Dusty, mm-hmm. and then was uh, like confused why she was freaking out a little bit. Well, all right, you brought me around, like, the Melissa. Like, you brought I, me around. As soon as he, as soon as he gets on the site with his old friends, and I get it, they're like family, they're old friends. Yeah. totally understand that. He like instantly ditches Melissa. And then starts, you know, the argument with Joe. And then as soon as they realize they're going to chase the storm, he's like, all right, Joe, it's old times again. I'm riding with Joe. Hey, Melissa, you ride with Dusty, even though you don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah, we're about ready to drive into a tornado. And I'm supposed to be your loving fiance. I'm going with my ex. Yeah. Agreed. Also, like, I, what a jerk move. Right. Also, why did 
did she have to come? Yeah, I'm like, wondering. Like she well, could have just stayed behind at the gro- at the at the gas station and it- picked her up post tornado. Why is Bill Paxton there in the first place anyway? Didn't well, he quit the they made life? it. They made it whole... seem like they were going he, somewhere. He in the wanted beginning. to pick up the divorce papers because yeah, he's getting married going... to Melissa, and yeah. she wouldn't. And Joe wouldn't send them back. Yeah, and she wouldn't meet him at this one place, so she made. So him, that's you know. why they drove there. That makes but sense. But it was a show, Dorothy. But. Melissa tagged it perfectly when she said, you're just trying to keep him in your life. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when she was even kind about it. She said, I don't blame you. For so she knew Tornado was like, a drug. She was kind of yeah. like giving Joe an out and saying, hey, I get it. Like, you yep. know, I, and Joe is, you know, doing the, mm-hmm, I'm going to be immature and ignore you with my coffee. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, that's what I'm saying. I really like Melissa. I, I have to too. say, like, I think she's probably the most decent, like mature person. And even in the way she like handles it when she hears them talking in the intercom, you know, the, you could tell like she's starting to cry. It just breaks my heart. It's like, that poor girl, like, I mean, granted, his character is probably really emotionally available in general, you know, yeah. like it probably wouldn't have worked out regardless of if he got back with Joe or not because she seemed, Melissa just seemed kind of like a place filler for him. But, yeah, and then, you know, at the hotel, like, I gotta say, I give the girl props for not settling, because he probably would have maybe went through with marrying her. She probably yeah. could have gotten mm-hmm. him to go through with that, right? But she said, you know what, I'm not going to be second best, I'm not going to settle, there's obviously something still here. Hey, the, you the, do your thing, and I'm, I'm not, I deserve better, kind of thing. Like, Well, in a way, like, I see this movie as Melissa joins a cult of tornado worship. Correct, <laughs> for one and day. she's gaslit, and, yeah. you For know, one yeah. day. She does say, I find this kind of interesting. Exactly. Yeah. She tries so hard yeah, to adapt to it. She does. Yeah. She tries really hard. And then hard. when they're at dinner, or when they go to Aunt Meg's house and they're eating steak, like, she's asking questions. Like, she wants to fit in. She's like, well, tell me about this. What's yep. this? Have you guys ever seen an F5? And then... And then it's like all of them instantly like exclude her from the get go, whether they realize they're doing it or not. And even Bill, even Bill Paxton does yeah. it, you know. Like, and that's the thing that kind of bothers me. It's like she didn't ask to be thrown into this situation. She's trying to make the best of it. And then, with the exception of Dusty, correct? <laughs> Dusty, is yeah, the Dusty's best. really nice to her. Yeah, yeah and right. even when they overhear, like Dusty kind of like puts his hand on her shoulder, like, yeah, you know, like. Um, it's just, it kind of makes me sad for her because it's like she's really trying hard to be a part of that world and to, to, to adapt as best as she can. And they're all just... The thing that's interesting, because yeah. now you're totally bringing me around to that, is so this, the movie was nominated for two um, Oscars. Mm-hmm. The woman that played Melissa mm-hmm. was nominated for a Razzie for Worst Actress. In wow. this movie? In this movie. Really? Yeah. And I wasn't... I don't. I don't think. I don't, think, I don't no. think she was that bad at all. No one in this movie is Razzy. No. Yeah. The Southern accent is. Maybe. I mean. Ma- yeah, what's yeah. your malfunction? Yeah. 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 That's so well, fun. They, That's I think fun. they did the Southern accent because they were trying to make it clear that they were in Oklahoma, Texas, like that they were down in yeah. the Southwest. Yeah. But yeah, no, I was very I surprised by that because that I, I like I liked her. I feel yeah. like the, I feel like the movie needed her character. It did. It very much needed. Who's the actor? Yeah. Jamie Gertz. Gertz, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's a good actress too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good actors in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. and I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. She has one of our favorite lines. Oh yeah, we got cows. I gotta go, Julia. <laughs> She's we doing got a lot cows. New heart yeah. bits in the back of the car. The phone bit. Yeah. yeah. One way conversation where she's the... Oh. And you know, that makes me mad too. When Bill Paxton is like, when Joe is like asking him just about, so where'd you meet her? You know, and, and then he like downplays her being a therapist. She's a therapist. He goes like that. It's like, dude, 
she's supposed to be her fiance. Like, if I would be proud of whatever my fiance did for a living, you know what I mean? But he like instantly kind of like downplays mm. that, and then later on when she's talking about marrying his about, penis, yeah, and she, she he's like. <laughs> She's she's a sex therapist or something like yeah. that, you know. And uh, granted, that's funny, but like, I don't know. He always just seems like he kind of like as soon as he's back in Joe's presence, like he like downplays her. And so I'm glad she moved. She yeah. said, "Don't worry about me. I'm gonna take this nice diamond and keep it, and I'm gonna keep on walking." I know my way home. I know my way home. <laughs> I do like the fact that Melissa is not a villain in this. Yeah, Correct. I do like that because yeah. uh, usually the, she'd be the snobby one that sure. wants to keep everybody away from mm-hmm. from Bill Paxton's character, but here she goes along with it. She's yeah. a nice person. They kind of keep the antagonist. Really, the antagonist is probably Jonah. Jonas, right? Yeah. He's, and I, yeah. I have a theory. Which is not even in enough for him to be a fool. Agreed. So, that's so my, my Jonas theory. Is yes. I think Jonas gets character assassinated in this movie. Okay, so the <laughs> first time we see Jonas, Phil Paxton looks at him like, he's a nightcrawler, which I don't know what that means. That, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Yes. He's like an insect. Yes. Then he says, He's not in a, He's in it for the money, not the. He's like we started in the same lab. He's like, and he went out and got a corporate sponsor. He's in it for the money, not the science. And I'm thinking, like, what's well, let's unpack that. So he was in the lab with Joe and Bill, right? Who we've all pretty much established that together, those people are the most annoying people in this. All. They're pretty intense. Yeah. They're intense. So he's probably like, he's probably like. I gotta go out on my own. I'm not gonna stay here in this lab. Because all they did was probably argue. Exactly. Yeah. And so he's like, well, I'm on my own. I gotta, you know, I wanna do this. I'm gonna go get some money. I'm gonna go raise some money. Where do you raise money? From corporate, <laughs> corporate money. And so, and so, he, so he goes, and he's doing the same thing they are. He's still out there in the field doing science. So I'm gonna devil's advocate okay. you hard on this. <laughs> hard. Jonas is a night crawler, which is the name of his team. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. um, they all wear black, so that has told me over the history of time that he's a bad person. Um, no, so my it's thought, actually a very slimming color. It, it is. is. No, I, I see it starting out exactly the way you thought. Like they're all they're all in the lab, right? Yeah. And yes, so yeah. even though Bill and Joe's team are maybe obnoxious to some people, maybe loud, maybe a little unorganized. What they are is they're genuine. And they're just, they have their own personalities. They know, they're really passionate. They like The best families are the families that fight. Right? Yeah. Because they stick together. They're all together for the same reasons. Everyone's allowed to be quirky. And then Jonas is just like this jerk that has no empathy and can't get along with anybody. So he leaves out on his own, steals their ideas, yes. gets corporate Unrealized money. Unrealized <laughs> ideas. Are you telling me these teams are Democrats and Republicans? Is that what I think I think that's what me? it is. And uh, and there's uh, there's this a split. This is how he becomes the Dread Pirate Roberts. Yes. Oh. <laughs> a black. You're right. Something had to happen. But I, I think that's... And then, you know, Jonas clearly not only is the the villain in this, he's he's adamantly an antagonist. He's a, like, he, he is, he's a prickly dude. He's giving, no he gives an interview about... <laughs> <laughs> the, the the tornado data collection that he stole from him from Bill outside of the gas station, clearly just to call attention to himself for that purpose. And then when he got attacked by Bill for it, he comes across as the victim. Uh, Jonas, okay, I'm not gonna say he got what he deserved because no one deserves to be f three'd. No. But <laughs> no. no, you know who got it worse? 
His driver. The driver. I think yeah, that's no. that's the saddest. That's yeah. the saddest he thing. He's a nice life. guy. They do say look out when a giant beam comes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> look out. Yeah. I, I, I will say this though. Bill Paxton shows. Like I hate when someone dies in the movie and nobody reacts to it. And just yes. On there. Here in this movie, they always react to something bad happening. Yeah. Bill Paxton does feel bad for Melissa when she leaves. Yes. As, as opposed to just moving straight over to Joe, he really does reflect on it. They have a scene where he's just like, man. I'm he's terrible like, at putting her through that. Yep. Yeah. And then when Jonas dies, he's like, "Stupid God!" Like he's yes, really mad about it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's so yeah, it's uh, that kind of goes along with Republicans yeah. and so Democrats if we want to go that way. Unstable, yeah. which is yeah. kind of what I said earlier. He's emotionally unavailable and unstable. But I think yeah. inherently he's empathetic, and I think that whole ragtag team is all a bunch of empathetic people. Oh, totally. And Jonas yeah. has no sense of empathy, or he would not have put his driver. <laughs> In that particular situation, well, also, you know, to devil advocate you and all. <laughs> no, thank you. you. No, thank you. you Twister's the greatest movie of all time. Shut it down. You cannot. Anticipate, thank you for listening. You cannot anticipate first being sucked into a tornado, and two, yeah, yeah. a giant plastic or actually steel metal yeah. beam come flying at you. Though I will say, though, Jonas There's has alluded. Jonas subtly alludes to the fact that he knows that Bill Paxton is better at this than he is oh, totally. because he follows his mm-hmm. his lead every time. And then the one time yeah. when Bill Paxton is being like very clear about his motives mm-hmm. and is just begging him to do it, like all ego is out of it. That's when Jonas like doubles down on ego, tells the driver, "Gun it!" Yeah, and then that's because he's, he's a guy. No. So is Bill Paxton. So is Dusty. <laughs> I'm going to devil advocate. A guy, with, devil an ego. <laughs> a guy okay. with an ego. Let's face it. We all know men in this room oh, yeah. have incredibly large egos that would yeah. probably handle that the same exact way. Well, here's yeah. the thing. So We have well, a we president do. as such. Yes. Yes, we do. Jonas. It's the best tornado. Oh. The best. Jonas. Uh, <laughs> I, I firmly believe because of the corporate sponsorship, all of Jonas's people work for him have health care. <laughs> <laughs> they make a living wage. Hey, hey, who do you think was his corporate sponsor, by the way? That, it's, it was, it was <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. Yes. Um, no, I, I did. There was. This is how I knew that I was now watching this as a mid thirty year old instead of a wide eyed ten year old. That at one point when they were where it was, I think they were all standing around when they were looking at the maps and they were trying to figure out where to go. And it was on like it was like the third or fourth tornado they were on. They just eaten at Aunt Meg's. In my mind, like as a ten-year-old, like they're living the dream, right? They got the family, they're having fun, they're saving the world. As a thirty-year-old, I'm like, I wonder how much you make as a storm chaser. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wonder what your annual salary is. Like, what could you possibly pull in from that? Well, Bill Paxton makes it. If you have a corporate sponsor, there's money in it. He told, I don't think there's any money in it. Yeah. I think. Well, just... they got a grant for well, Dorothy. Well, yeah. don't forget, Bill Paxton was a was a was a meteorologist yes. on, on a news channel. Yes. Remember, so they were teasing him about that when he first the came back. The weatherman. He did storm chasing one day, and he got to work, and he's going back to the lab. So, here's the thing: How do you go from being just a scientist to a broadcaster? Those are two different skills. Like, I mean, not with meteorology, though. Meteorology, a lot of them go to broadcasting because a lot of yeah. those meteorologists, even yeah. locally, they know a lot about the weather. Exactly. Like, they're very. That's why it was easy for him to transition it, yeah. probably to local news. So they probably had broadcasting training for them too back then, in case that's where they would end up going. Can I? It's not that hard, I, I would imagine. Is he a meteorologist though? Because Joe was a doctor. She was. They made it clear she was the only one with a PhD because he says something. He, well, in the beginning, like when Chris, what's his name, Jonas, teases him and says, "Hey, great weather reports on whatever yeah. local station." So they make it clear that he is now 
a weatherman of sorts at some local station. Yeah, and even but Joe, they ran the Joe lab says together. It, well, Joe says about it too. Look at you. You got a new car, a new girl, a new job. Like, you're just a whole new yeah, you. They say you're the doctor. He says that to her and one of the. So I think that she has like a PhD. He has meteorology education. Well, he has, has, uh, he has a sixth sense for tornadoes, right? Where he can pick up dirt and tell you. Yeah, yes. He's got he's the extreme. Yeah. Yes. The extreme. The extreme. The extreme. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that is one of my. The, that's one of those moments where they're like, okay, we need to create that Bill Paxton has this instinct about something. Yeah. And they were like, how should we show that instead of tell it? And they came up with lick dirt. Because <laughs> at one point, like, he lets it through his hands and it's like, it's clearly yeah. falling into his mouth as well. But they use radar. Like, they're not going to yeah. go somewhere that doesn't show up on radar. It's right. Not like, he's out there like, I think there's a tornado. And it's like, it's kind of weird. I love the meteorology in this movie, though, because those... They'll the cut back to those scenes where they're in the boardroom and they're like, looks like an F4. Yeah. <laughs> it's very it's basic. It's going to be a long day. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the technology is one of my favorite things. Like, it just yeah. looks like they bought like four light brights yeah. at a Goodwill and just kind of made them make yes. strange noises. <laughs> the green spilling over Ohio. We were, you know, we're yes, exactly. My favorite thing is, is with the Dorothy machine. They actually put a picture of Dorothy on every one of the machines. Yep, yep. They really nailed that. They, they, they nailed that. They <laughs> ran that like, home. Put a Dorothy sticker on uh, So they don't get it confused with, you know, other machines. Of, with his Exxon. What's the name of his? Dot. It's got Seth Dot on Yes, because it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's a yeah, Doppler yeah. something. Yeah, he yeah. can't have a fun name. <laughs> no, 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 no. Onboard no. Doppler. Yeah, but Dot is a nickname for Dorothy. That's oh. a lot of people named Dorothy are often called Dot or Dotty. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, because Jonas is evil. Yeah. I'm glad we all came to an agreement on that. Yes, yes. It's, <laughs> I, I guess in the real. And life, I'm gonna and Bill. Pa- I'm gonna be Bill Paxton and punch him because that. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was yeah, it was it was it was a punch followed by a, a yes, very tense punch and malfunction. Another meteorology scene I love is when they're at the Ann's house and they're talking about different types of tornadoes, like the F two, yes. F fours. And she goes, Well, is there an F five? What about the F five? And they all stop talking as if they can't say anything and then goes, It's the finger of God. <laughs> Who like, says that? Bill Paxton? No, oh, uh, the preacher. other characters. The, yeah. the preacher, he goes, It's the finger of God. And I'm like why would they be so gli- coy about talking about the F5 and Shia? Like, we can't talk about this. Because that's it's what terrible. killed Joe's dad. I think it's the only reason is because it killed her dad. Yeah, yeah and she wasn't even in the room. They no. no, they could have been glib about it. But well, I, but here's the thing. That's why it makes me think that it was Aunt Meg who was down in the shelter because Aunt Meg was in the room and they panned over to her and Aunt Meg's like looking really uncomfortable. So I yeah. think they weren't being glib because Aunt Meg was in the room, which means vis-a-vis, Aunt Meg was in the shelter. She was banging <laughs> Joe's dad. Is that what, we'll Listen, Joe's, like? mom, <laughs> Joe's mom could have died at birth. And, you know, maybe Joe's dad hit it off with Aunt Meg. There's it a happens. huge backstory to this joke. There's got to be. There's got to be, be a second I, I've known, I have known some... I have, in my time, I have known families that have been that dysfunctional where, like, like, I, I knew this one woman, okay, she was fantastic. She had a husband. They got divorced. Mm-hmm. She then married the husband's sister's husband. Can you follow? Mm-hmm. So, original couple, the original husband has a sister. Sister's married to some guy. Well, the original wife divorces the original husband, marries the sister of her husband, her husband, so the so the so the siblings are without are without spouses, and and the sibling and the and the original spouses now are with the wow yeah does that are you following am I articulating that correctly? No, yeah. 
Imagine that Christmas dinner oh. is all I'm going to say. So I'm, what, you're, what I'm hearing from you is that there there is clearly fodder for a sequel. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one of my favorite facts that I read about Twister, um, in, the, in the sequel, it's unlikely that we'll see who was originally first asked to play Bill Paxton's role. Which was um, Garth Brooks. What? And I doubt that Garth Brooks will be in the sequel because Garth Brooks refused to be in Twister, the original, <laughs> because he claimed that the Twister is the real focus of the movie. Question. Was and he... so he did not want to be upstaged by a tornado. Question, though. Wait. Was he planning on being in the film as Garth Brooks or Chris Gaines? Because that could make a difference. I don't know who Chris Gaines is. It's his alter ego. Okay, so no, that Look. clearly proves that what I'm saying is a fact. Yeah, you have exactly, to look up Chris yeah. Gaines. If you've never heard of... Yeah, he, okay, and like the, around that time, like the, the, the mid to late 90s, Garth Brooks came up with this alter ego called Chris Gaines, who wore black, had like long black emo hair, kind of looked like Zoolander. Okay. Just to give you an image. And he made rock songs. And he actually went on tour as Chris Gaines, pretending to be this other person, even though we all knew it was Garth Brooks. Yeah, but did Chris Gaines know he was Garth Brooks is the well, question. No. I mean, if this man was worried about being upstaged by a tornado, and they know this because it was cited in a lawsuit by wow. people that worked under Garth Brooks, claiming that he was irrational wow. and um, would promise work and then would not, would not go through with it. He also turned down Saving Private Ryan because he did not want to be upstaged by Tom Hanks. Well, that was probably smart on his part. Yeah. I did not know that Garth Brooks was, like, toe in the water for being, like, a huge Hollywood actor. Is yeah, this... I, I, I didn't this, realize it. Well, this movie well, has Chris that... Gaines was his... Oh, oh, Meg, it gets better. <laughs> okay. This is on YouTube. Look it up. Chris Gaines took it so far, and this ties in with him wanting to be an actor, which is all kind of making sense to me now. Garth Brooks took it so far as to make a behind-the-music on VH1 for Chris Gaines, this totally fake person fake pop star and Kurt Loder is actually you know emceeing the behind the music and there's a whole fake backstory <laughs> oh, so the, the backstory Gaines. is fake it's not just Garth Brooks backstory no, but then it just ends up as Chris exactly. Gaines exactly no it is a totally separate person Chris Gaines has his own history he was in this terrible car accident all this goofy stuff and like Kurt Loder is going along with it other famous people are also on the behind the music acting like they know Chris Gaines and that they've worked with Chris Gaines you but can, then, the, but then, like the mail comes to the house, and it all says like Garth, Garth Brooks, yeah, and they confront no him about Gaines. it, yeah. and then it gets like real dark, and they're like, "We want to explain this," and <laughs> then it's this, all then it just becomes how to catch a predator. <laughs> well, this was like his his try at trying to be an actor, is what I'm getting at. The whole Chris oh Gaines oh, he was like yeah. method acting. Yes, yes, where he was pretending to be this alter ego. I think the problem is like David Bowie, for example, always changed characters with each album, so that was right. his thing. You kind of expected oh, that with him. Okay. Garth Brooks never really did that until that moment, you know, and it and it didn't make much sense. Right? Yeah. Exactly. I I have to say I do not think that my love of this movie would be there without <laughs> Bill Paxton. Yeah. Obviously, Helen Hunt is my my true love in this movie. Like, let's be honest, she's incredible. Oh, I was super attracted to Helen Hunt in this movie. Yeah. Like, she is very attractive. And then Bill Pullman, you know, Bill Paxton's killing it as well. Yeah. And I feel like they've got good chemistry. I don't. Yeah. I couldn't envision Garth Brooks in this situation. No, me neither. No, I'm wondering who they would have cast opposite of Garth Brooks. Probably like uh, Trisha Yearwood or Reba McIntyre. Well, right. It would take like it like that. a yeah. whole or different. Faith, maybe Faith Hill. Yeah, it oh, been Faith. Yeah. There you go. Uh, they obviously wanted a Texan Midwestern flavor for they that had, role. Uh, you know, you said like Tom Hanks was up for the role. He was actually cast for a little bit in this movie. Wow. Was he? 
And then the second was Kurt Russell in one of Oh man, and Kurt Russell was back. Yeah. 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 Okay, that I would have watched that. I have I have like a soft spot for Helen Hunt. I because yeah. also oh, yeah. that was like the time when Mad About You was on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you were watching Mad About You, and you she had this great kind of spunky personality in that, yeah. and right. she carries that over to the screen. And actually, they delayed uh, filming the fourth season of Mad About You for two weeks so that wow. they could finish up Twister. And then yeah, a year later, it would be as good as it gets, where she wins yeah. an Oscar. Exactly, so it led to that. Yeah, she's good. Don't get me wrong. Like even though I'm kind of Team Melissa <laughs> in the movie. Although I have to say, like I don't think they probably would have worked out anyway. I think, like even Melissa said, we would have it would have ended somehow. Anyway. It wouldn't have worked. But here's, but let's be real. Are are Joe and Bill really going to work out? I mean, yes. It's like yes, <laughs> unequivocally yes. Listen, it's like yeah. my mother always said, "You broke up for a reason." Yes, my grandma always Listen. says, "No one likes warmed over mashed potatoes." I get it. I'm just but saying. Joe, Joe and Bill are different. <laughs> Okay, we'll see in Twister too. <laughs> we will. We yeah. will. We will when see it's their there. child who is now the storm chaser because mm. mom and dad are divorced. Oh, <laughs> I was so in with that until that last sentence. No, because mom <laughs> yeah. and dad are together and they're day crawlers and everyone's really happy. I do have a question for you, Tony. Hey, I wish them the best. I'm just being realistic. <laughs> I was wondering. So obviously, at our age, at like 10, 11, we were impressionable by Helen Hunt, mm-hmm. right? She rocked that white shirt. Like oh, she her was hair very was up. Good. She was gorgeous. My question is, did did you then, after watching this for the first time, lock yourself in the bathroom for upwards of three to four hours trying to see if you could put your hair in a ponytail with a pencil? (laughs) Because remember the shower scene? She pulls the pencil out and her hair comes cascading down. (laughs) And I was like, wizardry! And I like beelined it downstairs to the bathroom and I tried for like three hours to be able to do it until my brother had to poop and so I had to leave the bathroom. <laughs> and then I managed to learn how to do it like a few weeks later and for like the next like two or three years, not only did I wear my hair in a pencil like her, but I also did what Sandra Bullock did in Speed where she wore her watch upside down. Anybody else notice that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She wears it and she has to read it like this and Helen Hunt had a watch on like that at some point in the movie Speed, in the movie uh, I was not well. paying that closely attention to I had no friends. But I, I... And I can still wear my hair in a pencil. And I used to do that in middle school, yeah. kind of out of necessity. I would just get tired, you know, and I've always liked the cloth clip, you know, you see here. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I can't say that I did it because of Helen Hunt or in that movie, but I definitely have done that. Okay. But that, that 90s I'm trying to think, feel. in 1996, I was, pro- I was so obsessed with Clueless. I was still, you know, trying to find the perfect pair of knee highs uh. to go with my skirt. That I liked Helen Hunt in this movie, but I, I wasn't, you know, trying to be like her. Oh, you were you were the clueless area. Yeah. I was Independence Day. I um, was like, I wanted to be clue dressed like Clueless and trying to think what are some other movies. I wanted disaster like movies, apparently. Oh man, I, well I liked dark movies too. Like I loved Fear, which came out you know around the same time with Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Oh that. yeah. So I liked a lot of dark movies too, but I, I guess my aesthetic was a little bit different when it came to style, like. Fashion, yeah, but but Helen Hunt was rocking it. I'll give her that; she looked good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to pull yeah. off like a brown jumpsuit yeah. anywhere outside yeah, of storm good. chasing. I like so I think I just yeah. I think that's why I held on to the pencil she, idea. Yeah. yeah, and I have to say I took cues from Philip Seymour Hoffman's hair in this movie. Too. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I need to aim for. Whether you have a towel on his head, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you also carry around an obnoxiously colored uh, pool umbrella as yeah. just a regular umbrella? <laughs> 
that's amazing. This guy's going to explode in a few years from this movie as one of the best actors it's, of his generation. Yep. And he's playing this character who has like a tornado fetish because every time they see him, he's like, all right, yeah. yeah. The reason he took the role was because he was living in L.A. and he knew that to be successful in the kind of movies he wanted to be in, he would need to be in New York. And they were filming in New York. And so if he took the role, they would fly him to New York. Oh. And that was what he needed money to be able to do was to get back to New York. Smart, smart, yep. you know. He is, he's great. And I, I, well, he's great in it. Yeah. yeah. The, the Eric Clapton thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> a great song, too. It's from Motherless Child. Yeah. It's with, a cover, I think. What's the other song that plays? There's some weird, like, Zappa kind of band? Or... Yeah. Isn't Van Halen at one point playing in his car? But I know he plays Clapton. He plays another there. video on the, on the screen. And Clapton obviously had a tie-in because his face is clearly seen. Correct. He's watching that video. That's when yeah. Clapton had his big comeback he has another, in the 90s after Unplugged. He has another video that he plays in his car. I forget what it is. Where you actually see him play it. Because he, he plays it through this TV. He has this TV. At, he correct. The VCR in there. Correct. And then it blares through it blares the speaker. Through the siren. Yeah. And exactly. He, his name is. Everybody's got a nickname. Yes. Uh, he's Dusty, which could be his name. Maybe. You have, you have Rabbit, which Rabbit. is the guy from uh, Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller's best he's, friend. He's the yeah. Max guy. He's the navigation. Yeah. Yeah. from Ferris Bueller. Yep, yeah, he's navigation. He's navigation. What's Dusty? He's radar, right? Like, radar, they're all mash characters, or uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> well, he does the radar stuff, right? Yeah, Dusty and uh, Rabbit. What's Preacher do? The, the guy, the, the religious guy, the finger of God guy. Is he? Yeah, he's the one that gets cut yeah. by the hubcap. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I forget his name. There's a Belzer, which is played by an actor named Todd Field, who became a director. He directed in the bedroom and those movies. Was that the guy who got hit with the head cap? He was an eyes wide shut. Actually, he played Tom Cruise's friend. No, nice wasn't that the shirt. guy that rides with the woman? Remember, because there's the woman that has the really short hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, with glasses. I always forget about yeah, that. Because that... they gave her zero character. Yeah, she had zero character. She uh, could have been like totally erased, and I never would have known. Yep. They have their full names on IMDb, by the way. It's Dustin Davis is his full name. That's why they call him Dusty, because Dustin Davis is Robert Rabbit. Nurik? Yeah, Rabbit. I know Rabbit. And then there's Jason Preacher Rowe. I didn't realize they had full they names. Preacher. Until yeah, this, I, I, I love that that was written because I does Bill have a last His name, name in the Bill. movie? Because it's Joe Harding. We know that. And maybe it's Bill Harding. But it's I don't, Bill Harding. Oh, she kept the... Oh, oh, that's, of course, oh, she I keeps the ring on. She's gonna I forgot that's name. how that works. It's Dr. Not Jonas Miller and it's Dr. Melissa Reeves. So they all have full names yeah. and they also have their proper titles. Attached to their character. Yeah, agreed. He's, he's not a doctor. Yeah, Bill's not a doctor. Oh, but Joe's rocking. Doctor Joe Harding. Yeah, Joe. This is a doctor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of uh, course he is. He's, he's got corporate school. sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. He can afford med school. It all comes back to the corporate sponsorship. He dropped out to do meteorology. <laughs> oh, there's a, there are two characters in here called Stanley and Kubrick. What? I'm not joking. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. So they obviously this, uh, he's a big Kubrick fan because he has The Shining playing. And he named two characters after her. What, what uh, Twister character would you be? Oh, great question. <laughs> I'd be Kubrick. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> I don't even know who he is, but I'd be Kubrick. I'd be Kubrick. You'd be Kubrick? No, what if Kubrick's the driver that, that dies with Jonas? I think oh, yeah. that is, actually. I think that's who Kubrick is. Oh, Kubrick's a... Uh, oh, he dies. Yeah, he's the guy that gets the thing. You don't want to be him. It's foreshadowing. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Own, own death by tornado. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. So, uh... You'd be that guy? <laughs> yeah, I would be. I'd be the guy who dies in the tornado with Jonas. The hey, driver. But, but he was he was good people all the way through. Yeah, that. he was. I'm sure there was a scene where he's like, 
I don't know if we should do this, boss. Well, because he does that. He goes, because when, when Bill Paxson radios over and he's like, guys, it's going to turn. Get off that road. Yeah. And, and you know, Sean Wheeler turns around and he says, <laughs> he, goes, he goes, should we listen? I think we should listen to him. You know, I think yeah. we should listen to him. Yeah. You never put us in harm's way. You never put us in harm's way. Shock you, incompetent boob. We're going. That's what a bill has to do. I think he should have been like, look, I'm driving. I'm, go- I'm going my own way. <laughs> You'd probably be dusty. Yeah, I probably would be Dusty. Mm-hmm. You're not like Dusty, but you could do. You could. I can do Dusty. He's playing music. He's playing Eric Clapton in his car. Yeah. He'd definitely be me. Scott, know. I see you as Rabbit. I'm Rabbit. Yeah, I could I'm definitely see you as Rabbit. I'm Aunt Meg. You're you're Aunt Meg. You actually you are. You really are Aunt Meg. Aunt Meg. You're Aunt Meg. And I'm Bill Paxton. No, I'm <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely Helen Hunt. I will I will pay any money necessary no, to be Helen Hunt. Change it. I want to be Jack Torrance on the big screen when the tornado. Oh, Jack Torrance. That's, 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 that's okay. Right. That's yeah. that's your oh, cameo yeah. is much appreciated. Right. <laughs> I want to. That is so t- cool to watch Jack Nicholson get torn up by a tornado. I, the special effects, the axe too. Yeah, the special the effects axe. hold up. So speaking, yeah, so so we know who we would all be. Do we have favorite scenes? Like, is there? I think Scott, you said was, was there a bit the one with at the drive the drive drive-in drive-in is my favorite. The drive-in scene. is such a yeah. drive-in. Uh, the yeah. beginning of the drive-in when my favorite part of that is when the screens go to static mm. and Bill Paxton sees the screen and he's got the two coffees in his hand. And he sees the screen and he just kind of looks up. I, I, that's a cool scene. That's a Spielberg. Yeah. Is that where he goes when they go when then Dusty comes running over and he goes, "It's, it's coming." coming. He says, it's, "It's right all, here. It's already here. It's already here." Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's a, that that's that's the best action scene I think is the driving. Yeah, I think you're. I think, have, I, think, I will say that they have a variety of different kind of actions. They have the, the funny yeah action scenes mm-hmm. like the F five one when they're driving through the house. Yeah, and that, and that you know that's that's the we're really going in. Yeah. But the, the real tense one is the one at night. Because that was the one. Yeah, really, the drive-through one. Yeah. Nobody was really prepared for that one. No. Though I think the other really serious one that I liked, I think, is my favorite scene because obviously I, I like the emotional thread. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Is when it's tor- it's Dorothy three, and they're coming up and they can't see the tornado because it's just over that yeah. hill, and they have to park it. And that's when the hailstorm is coming down, and they get it out and they get it all ready and they're pumped about it, and then a tree log comes in and knocks oh, it yeah. down. Knocks it over and all the sensors go falling yeah. out, and then they have to get out quickly. But Joe won't let yeah. it go. Her yeah. emotional, she takes, she's trying to like pick them up and collect them. Maybe I just like, I like, yeah. I would totally be that like neurotic person that's like, we can still do it. Bill. She does that every time too. Yeah, like, yeah. every time they lose, she thinks line. they can still do it, and then and then that's when they have that's when Bill kind of confronts her, saying yeah. that she can't see what's right in front of her. It's him. She's the real. I think she's the real extreme. Yeah. I think you're right. I think yeah. Bill's even foolish. He says, even he says that. Yeah. Because he says you're she's, the. Yeah. Because he says they say something like you're the extreme. You're the. Yep. He's like I'm actually number two, and he points to her. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why he's most yeah. obsessed. Let's talk about the tornadoes themselves oh, here. Did you get yeah. your favorite scene? Oh. Uh, I don't really have one. <laughs> You like the steak? I mean, it looked good. I mean, the movie just kind of moves so fast, you know? Um, I think, iconically, if we're going to talk about the tornado and the special effects, it would probably be the drive-thru. The drive-thru. I think that's definitely um, the most, like, scary scene for me. I mean, like, the scene at the end with the two of them, it's like, come on, we know they're going to live. Even when they're chained onto that, you know, eight-foot deep pipe or whatever. Yeah. And I don't really find that to be believable. 
They would have gotten sucked up. I'm sorry. Yeah. A, a, a horse is would be a, a leather Depending horse on how close is yeah. not going to keep them. Yeah. But like the drive-through one seemed pretty realistic. That know? was definitely the, the cars, scariest. Thing. Yeah, the yeah. cars flying in and all the kids, everybody screaming. Like that seemed more like how a, an actual experience with a tornado would go down. Yeah. Instead of you know, oh, let's tie ourselves to a pole and. Yeah, I like. I like. Yeah. Uh, well, I like the driving scene, but the scene I always, I was talking about it earlier, is when mm-hmm. they're leaving Wakita, and that's like, it's like a music video, it goes into that Van Halen song, where yeah. it goes, oh, yeah, they stand over the Wakita the, uh, like the, water, the water tower, tower. Yeah. yeah, and then, it's just them, it's their caravan, it's, right, it's yeah. them making yeah. a left-hand turn, but yep. like, oh, this is, we're going, and they're like driving, and music kicks in, and they're driving, and yep. they're just, just, I always like. I always thought that was a cool scene, but all they're really, really doing is driving. Yeah, that's yeah. what they're doing. No, left turns are very dangerous. Yeah. Left turns are very. Scott, dangerous. let's just face it. You're a Van Halen fan. Yeah, they kick into that Van Halen song, and then yeah, they, yeah. But I like it when the, the, the music. There is great cinematography, like the opening scene when yeah. the, the, he's driving the red truck, and mm-hmm. it has that. Uh, they call it the wheat field score. Yeah, playing, and that that airplane flies by. Yeah. That's yep. really cool. They do other ones where you, you're following them, and then out of the corner, it's the, 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 the yeah. beat, they're going that way. Yep, and then Jonas comes flying yeah. out of the yeah. cornfield. Really so cool. now, speaking of tornadoes, do they increase throughout the whole movie? Yes. Does, yeah, does yeah, each, does each yeah, one yeah. bigger than the yeah. one before it? Nature conveniently, you know, built them up well, each thanks, time. Well, nature. You know? Yeah. yeah. So we would all have, like, F1 through F5. Yeah. You know? Well, it's going to be the biggest... Biggest day of storms we've seen I in know, years. It's weird, it's weird though. Is F five is during the morning, which is the least likely time to have a tornado. Which yeah. is during the afternoon mm-hmm. when the, the, the atmosphere. Never mind. Oh uh, no, that's, no, no, that's I like. I study that stuff critical. too. We, we well, you know, I, I'd say one of the saddest scenes is the scene with Aunt Meg. Oh. That really was sad. You know, when the tornado house. hit her house. Yeah, and she was trapped. Did you know they trashed the real town? For yeah. yeah, they trashed like thirty buildings. And then they rebuilt the buildings. Sad. Yeah, that that scene with her. Like, yeah. You were really worried for a minute if she was going to make it. I have a question. Does she see her parents and herself when she's looking? Yes. At the, yeah. Okay. When I, they're I, driving through, yeah. And she goes because the, the line she says is, "Bill, they had they had no warning." And, and then they up. drive past, and it's and then they almost laid into that a little too hard <laughs> because then at the very end, the people that own the house that they like the very final tornado. Yeah. Um, they come out and it's the dad yeah. looking like he comes out and then the mommy like they can't how many families look exactly like Joe's original yeah. family yeah. but then they have like five extra kids so it looks different but such as their mania everybody looks the same <laughs> I guess he's their family and everything well there's only eight people in Wakita, so they probably all do look the same there's actually but, 585 I saw the <laughs> well the reason that wait wait you caught the population number when they drive it into Wakita and when it's destroyed they have a in the foreground there's a shot yep I watched this movie twice. It was okay, on okay, last okay. Night. gotcha. But uh, it's pretty cool. Wakita population five hundred eighty-five. Yep. And the, cool. the the house at the end. So you know, in that final tornado where yes. they end up making out, and everyone knows it's yes. the greatest scene of the greatest movie of all time. Um, <laughs> that big house. They say they, you know, they, oh, that's weird. Like it spared the house. The house looks like crap. <laughs> and the reason the reason it looks like crap and the reason it was spared was because the only uh, thing that the Wakita um, like township. Um, insisted on was the historical uh, society said they could not tear down that house. Yeah. They could tear down other ones if they promised to rebuild them, but they couldn't tear that. Um, and then that same house was destroyed a year later in a tornado. Wow, how wow. ironic. Yeah. That's amazing. Because it does look like shit. Yeah. 
I do feel bad for the cows. You know, I felt really bad yeah. too for the horses. Another yeah. cow. I was happy to see them gallop away at the end. Yeah. I was like, oh, they made it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess it actually does happen in tornadoes too, where they start cows start flying around. Mm-hmm. And stuff. I'm sure. Do they, they live? I always wonder. Um, Probably they not. never specified. They were over water, so I think they drowned. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I feel. Yeah, I feel like they were like, we gotta stick. We gotta stick a water tornado in here somehow. Has anyone ever been in a tornado and survived? Yes. Like I mean, being picked up in the cyclone and, there's and been actually made it out. Been deposited miles away from where yeah. they're picked up. Little kid babies. Oh my. Yeah. If only they had sensors tied to them. They've lived. What do they say about the experience? Like the babies. Not the babies. They probably traumatized severely and have anxiety and yeah, yeah. They're very turned around. Yeah, I was gonna say. Like I'll have to do more research, but I know there's been there's been people that have survived. I don't know if this is factual or not, but I did I did watch a video. And they did say people have been killed by cows flying at them from a tornado. Sure. I can oh, see can that. You yeah, yeah. yeah, that would knock That would out. be how I want to go. If I was going to die tragically, I wanted to die by death by cow. Death by death by flying cow? Flying cow that hit me from a tornado. I don't mostly die for being sucked up as being hit by a debris. The debris. That, that's what they call it. The cows considered debris. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. so that was my thing is, I feel like they looked pretty good by the end of the movie for having been through five that's tornadoes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, they didn't even have a flesh life. wound. Like, they, they had didn't get nothing. a shower in the middle of the movie, though. True, true, yeah. true. But just, like, scra- I feel like you'd have some scrapes and bruises. I, I'm bruised from walking up the stairs this morning. <laughs> like, I feel like they, like, I can't believe that they were able... Yeah. They had to beg Joe to eat. Remember that? Food, food, food. Oh, that's food. right. Because, well, Joe's just too focused. She I just know. wants to go, baby, hey, go. Jonas can afford to go to a restaurant. They don't have to, uh-huh. just, <laughs> they don't have to go to an aunt's house. And that's make true. And wipe out the ants, the whole ant, all of the ants' food. All the she ants must cows. have like one of those like those freezers in the like her basement yeah. filled with like bodies. Yeah. Cows. Well, she, said, <laughs> she said something like she killed all the cows. Yeah, she, someone said, like, where'd you get all this meat? It's like, yep. did you see my cows out front? It's like, no. And apparently, apparently, Jan Dupont is a strict vegetarian so and wanted to cut that part of the of the scene because oh. he didn't like serving uh, that meat. Didn't eggs. look gross. Those tw- the eggs looked good. Oklahoma meat. Oklahoma. Those tornadoes form so fast too. Yeah. If you ever watch the footage of a tornado forming, it takes a while for it to finally get up and running. Yeah. Here they go, boom, boom, out of nowhere. They just finally it's hit the ground. Ready here. Yeah. I wonder how fast the tornadoes go. Uh, that flies at 205, 200 miles per hour, right? Like, well, the winds. Over 200. The winds, yeah. yeah. It can go the speed of a... A flying cow. Yeah, it can go, I mean, the speed of a cloud, it can go through. So it's quick. It's not like, it's not, you know... It, not only are they, they horrifying and they're dangerous, but they are absolutely fascinating and phenomenal things. That oh, yeah. nature. It's, it's a weird oh, yeah. thing to absorb because... They're mesmerizing, but they're also, you know, really dangerous. Maybe as a kid, that's why, like, Independence Day and Men in Black and, like, those were, those were, like, interesting movies. But then your Jurassic Park and your Twister, it's like, those are real things. Now, Jurassic Park's not a real thing. Right. Dinosaurs are. Yeah. And Twisters were. And those were, like, real things that you could go and read about and could learn about. And it, Jeff Goldblum is very real. And kids don't like them necessarily for any like psychological reason other than tornadoes and dinosaurs are cool and they're big. Yes. And they can kill and you. They're, they're very just, big. Yes. And they can kill you. That's what they love about them. Yep. Yeah. So can Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, dinosaurs and tornadoes. They're, they can kill you. That's a book. That's right that's a book right there that I would buy. Mm-hmm. So overall, did you guys feel the movie holds up for you? Oh yeah. 
I I really think it does. Like, for it's just, I have the same feeling watching it now that I did when I was sixteen years old or fifteen. So, um, yeah, I love it. It's just a movie. Whenever it's on, I watch it, and that's the only indication I need to whether I love the movie or not. Like, it's, yep. it's just really easy to watch, and uh, I love how campy and how over the top it is mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh yeah i love it yeah i think the special effects really hold up you know which is kind of a something really important with a movie of this kind of caliber you want to make sure if it looks too cheesy and not realistic then it's just not really going to be a sustainable movie over time so the special effects are great i think it's a timeless story you know that unrequited love or whatever you want to call it unfinished love um, we can all identify with mm-hmm. having something that we're obsessed about. Um, it's pretty timeless in that way. You know, nothing about the film is especially dated. You know, I mean, you could watch it today and not necessarily know that it was made in 1996, which I think is, again, something else that's kind of critical to saying if it holds up or not. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I'd, I'd say it would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys have mostly touched on. Mm-hmm. Yet again, I'd like to uh, bring it back around to my thesis statement that uh, <laughs> Twister, uh, the dark side of nature, is in fact the greatest movie of all time. And I think that comes to that back to that idea that it's true. There's even though it's campy and it's over the top, it's not outdated in a way that there's any super clear solution that would just solve the movie away. Like, I feel like a lot of movies, like, like for example, rewatching Seinfeld now. Like, if they could just text each other, half yeah. of Seinfeld, like, would not exist. Like, right. would not work anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so with Twister, like, it's not like there's yeah. one underlying faux pas that you have to just force yourself to not think about so it doesn't bug you throughout the movie. Like, it just kind of all works. Yeah. Um, and there's not, there's not any obvious uh, faults to it. Um, and I I feel like I've forgotten to say this. Twister is the greatest movie of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. No, if I, why that wasn't in front of Citizen Kane, I'll never figure it out. um, (laughs) No, I I enjoyed it this time around. You know, it it is a dumb movie in a lot of ways. Like, you can pick apart. Yeah, (laughs) a movie like this is supposed to be dumb. Yeah. So you can pick pick it apart. The tornadoes are fun. I feel like I still like the the Wizard of Oz tornado better than the Twister tornadoes. I feel like I don't know. It just makes more of an impact on me. Where these maybe are too CGI oriented yeah. to do that. I love the drive uh, drive in sequence. Yes, you know, um, I think that's my favorite sequence in the whole film. Um, you know, I agree with with Tony about the Melissa character. She's my uh, unsung hero <laughs> in yep. this movie. She puts up with a lot of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and leaves with a lot of grace and dignity and, and I, I think it's a testament you know, to women's empowerment and, and honestly I think Melissa's a feminist in a way like she's yeah. not um, she doesn't need a man you know, Joe feels like she can't get through life without one mm-hmm. I think it's well I think to a degree Yeah. I mean I think, I think it's kind of I, I don't know yeah I like Melissa I think there should be a sequel where Melissa moves back to New York in a romantic comedy and marries Bill Pullman. <laughs> That's my whole... From Sleepless in Seattle. His character from Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, while you were chasing. Yes, while you were chasing. There you go. I love it. Well, I think I, the fun thing with Melissa, too, is she was probably meant as kind of like a throwaway character. Yeah. It's a distraction to create a conflict in the overlying story. But, but I think she's one of the most memorable, you know? 
I think so. It, that's yeah. that, that it's in like kind of, um, Helen Hunt and Melissa are actually the driving factors in the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. They're the ones yeah. that create the motivation, the ones that create kind of yeah. the, 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 the forward flow of the movie. I think today they would both reject Bill Pullman, or sorry, Bill Paxton. There, I did it, I did it. It happens. Uh, it was going to happen. And, but they, well, they uh, have to, it would have to be Bill Pullman now because Bill Paxton's dead. Yeah, so unfortunately, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for. Uh, but, but actually, what? Think, yeah, Bill, Bill Paxton, Paxton died, died last year. What? Yeah. No. Well, no, like a botched no, big story. Yeah. 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 How I'm did sorry, I miss no, we that? To you on the, the podcast. In such a public forum. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Really? Bill yes. Paxton did pass away last but, year. But yeah. something. Has anyone heard from how, Helen? How Is she doing okay? <laughs> it was like a surgery when she has a, a, a yeah. some sort of volleyball team movie coming up, right? Helen Hunt. That's yeah, she's kind of had a resurgence recently. Um, no, Bill Paxton, he, has, he was having surgery and something, he got an infection. Well, luckily Bill Pullman will be there to step in. But something yeah. cool happened. When he died, all the storm chasers that were on uh, formed BP with their, with their indicators. What? So when they looked yeah. on radio, all their indicators showed BP yeah. on yeah. the screen. And That's you know, amazing. And they do that when storm chasers, because there's been storm chasers that died. Yeah. And so but he's the first non-storm chaser. Because a lot of them are, are storm Hunt. chasers because of him. Yeah. yeah. In the movie. Yeah, in fact, a lot of meteorologists love Twister. They know the science is bad, but they still love the movie because it's, it's about tornadoes. I was going to say, it, can yeah. I take a pool of everyone here in the room who here thought about wanting to be like a weather, anyone like a weather Maybe man? my actual tornado more than Twister. You know? Yeah, like, but I, I genuinely, like for a while, like when, I, like, when I, I was asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, like a weather broadcaster. Yeah, that's... But that was cool. I'm sure it'll do. I thought about being a sex therapist. <laughs> <laughs> you saw this movie and that's where you went. Yeah. I thought about being a night crawler. I, I wanted to be a flying cow. Get a corporate sponsor. <laughs> I was gonna say there with disaster movies. I think they need to do one with the Yellowstone Caldera, but I guess that 2012 movie is. Yeah, that's about that. Yeah, the Yellowstone blows up in that movie. Yeah, the super volcano that's underneath Yellowstone. Helen Hunt is still alive. Well, I'm very aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think she had too Philip much more is dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah she doesn't look the same. Died. Um, Carrie Ellis is still alive. He's doing books on, writing books on the Princess Bride and touring. Oh, yeah. that's so, right. Aunt Meg's is still alive. Lois Smith, she's still alive. Is she? Yeah. Oh, good. She was in East of Eden with James Dean. That's right. So I usually close out the, the podcast by talking about if you can't see a movie in the theaters, which would be great if they could re-release Twister with all the new technology we have in theaters to see it. Yeah, yeah that'd be screen. great. Uh, the best place to watch it is on Blu-ray, and there is a Blu-ray that came out ten years ago. I have exactly. it. I bought it. You bought that, yeah. I guess they have special features, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, it's been. <laughs> <laughs> it's a I want, video. They have a documentary that I don't think they made themselves <laughs> from like the Neo Nat Geo. Nice. Uh, I did watch a behind the scenes where Bill Paxton was on there, and John Devont said. I want him to grow out this in the Netherlands accent, Holland Dutch accent. He says he, he made him grow out his hair, so it, oh. the wind would go through. Oh, so the wind, which oh. they apparently used a Boeing seven yeah. seven oh seven. Yeah, they went their... through that. There's a lot of practical effects in this movie. Yeah, it's very cool. So much effects on him. Yeah, um, there's a lot. Even that, even the truck is oh. a practical effect. So. Mm-hmm. How's it look on Blu-ray picture picture wise? Oh, that looks good. It looks good. I, um, yeah, it holds up. I, I like the CGI of this era for certain movies. I mean, it has great pedigree of Steven Spielberg and producing it, and it's 
got two companies making it. That's kind of weird, but yeah, it has like a drastic part. I think it. I think it looks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Know. But I think it does need an upgrade of a Blu-ray where they need to really go full yeah. bore. Yeah. Oh, just an update. In that final scene, he does have a slightly small cut on his head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, just to really end just, it on a reality. Just so we know, you know, she's still old flawless. <laughs> because she is. Yeah. Thank you. Well, yeah. wait a minute. I see a little scrape on the hand. <laughs> there you go. No, that was just because she was petting her cat in the dressing room. <laughs> that has nothing to do with tornadoes. One end point is the storms are really loud in this movie, louder than normal storms. Yes. Like they, they Oh they they oh, make yeah. a point in the the, the yeah. family scenes like this has the best sound. <laughs> and actually the Dorothy makes a Star Trek sound, which I thought was really Oh, cool. Interesting. Uh, to me it sounds like Star Trek. Like, well I hope Joe and, and, and Bill are living happily ever yes, after. Me Still too. chasing storms and how old would they be now? In the MC in the yeah. Twister MU. <laughs> they would be in their what, sixties? Yes, yeah. It would be, yeah. Still chasing storms. Maybe he's dead as long now that Bill Paxton passed away. Something's connected. It's all connected. He was replaced by Paul Reiser. (laughs) 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 I'd be okay with that. Or Jack Nicholson. Oh my gosh. I'm too obsessive compulsive to go after these stories. (laughs) Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, you're saying. I'll make some racist comments to you. Um, well, on that note, I want to thank Meg Horn for yes, uh, thank having you guys. us. Thank you guys. Fantastic. It's been wonderfully fun to come and talk about my favorite movie of all time with three wonderful people. So yes. if you decide in the first timers, yes, exactly. If you decide in the future to go down one notch from greatest movie of all time to second, and you decide you want to watch Speed, mm-hmm. let me know. Yeah. Uh, I'll have Jan. Oh, Keanu Jan Reeves is hard to stomach. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, there's a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's a tornado. Um, so, Meg, I know that you're involved with the Speakeasy. Do you guys Correct. have any events coming up, or in general, like how where we would find you in town to come out and see you? Absolutely. So, uh, Speakeasy is Columbus's longest running open mic storytelling event. Um, it is not curated. It's open mic, so you can come and sign up to tell if you want. Um, we are the first Thursday of every month at Wild Goose Creative um, over there on Hudson and Summit. Um, it is at 7 p.m. that we recommend you getting there early if you want to sign up to tell. Um, they are 7 to 10 minute stories. Uh, they have to. You have to be the main character in your story, and they have to be true. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we usually have a theme each month. Uh, next month is roommates, stories of the best and the ultimate worst. Oh boy, mm. I can think of everyone has one of those. So yes. um, if you want to come and listen, sit back. Uh, you know it's BYOB. You can bring friends, bring something to drink, sit back and li- listen. Uh, if you have a roommate story, you just really need to get off your chest. Um, you'll see me work in the door, uh, five dollars at the door, and sign up if you want. Oh. I might talk about Twister again. Okay. Yes, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> My review. <laughs> And uh, uh, Tony and Scott, do you guys have anything uh, coming up? Uh, yeah, just check uh, nestfeeder.com or madlab.net or go to Cinema Wheeler Day. You know, I, stuff's going on. I don't know when people will listen to it. So I just said generally check that and there's probably something going on and I'll probably be in it. So yep. there you go. There you go. I do not have anything in the pipeline. I just want to tell folks so you can Google Chris Gaines. And, uh, if anybody's interested in seeing that behind the music of Chris Gaines, let me know. We'll be more than happy to share the link. 
on the Cinema Wheeler tape page. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Everybody, hope you're having a great summer. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, continue to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We'll definitely be promoting the movies on top of setting the movie itself. Absolutely. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Is there an F5? What would that be like? The finger of God. The suck zone. It's the point. Basically, at which the twister sucks you up. You know, it's not that technical term for it, obviously. Jonas, son of a bitch. Who is that, honey? Jonas Miller, he's a night crawler. We all started out in the same lab, and Jonas went out and got himself some corporate sponsors. He's in it for the money, not the science. He's got a lot of high-tech gadgets, but he's got no instincts. And he doesn't have Dorothy.